Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday the 5th of September 2021. This is a pre-recorded version of the service that will be taking place live on Sunday at 11am in the church building. And do remember that you're welcome to come along any Sunday at 11 to join us in Burnside. For the meantime, at least the month of September, we're going to keep the two metre social distance that's because uh, numbers are going a little bit high at the moment of COVID cases uh, and also we should have plenty of room with the overflow into the hall where you can uh, watch the service on video and still be with others and uh, lots of uh, the visitors uh, will have, have left at that stage. So do come and join with us. Uh, we're keeping things as safe as we possibly can and you're very, very welcome to join us. Uh, do remember, there are other ways that you can keep in touch with us as well. Uh, there's this service online each week and we're also getting equipment put into the church in the next few weeks that will hopefully uh, stabilize the live stream and you'll be able to watch the service live from home uh, without all the juttering and um, delay and buffering uh, that we've had recently. So hopefully that will be put in place. Also, you can read the blog each day. It's published Monday to Friday on the website. And as part of that blog, we have Beside the Burn, which is a little devotional video and thought, uh, which uh, delves a little bit deeper into what we've been looking at on the Sunday. Today, we're beginning a new series uh, after having the meals with Jesus over the summer. Uh, today, we're going to be finding Jesus in Genesis. And we're really leading on from last week where Jesus was speaking to the two disciples on the way to Emmaus and, and trying to explain to them who he was and what he was doing as God's Messiah. He took them back to the Old Testament, to Moses and the prophets, and he began to show them where he was in the Old Testament. And that's what we're going to do together. We're going to look in Genesis and this is the first week and it's a story of creation this week. So let's begin our, our service together and let's begin by reading those words at the beginning of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So let's come before God in prayer and let us pray together. Lord God Almighty, we praise you today that you are the God of creation. You spoke and brought everything that we see around us into being. You took the dust of the earth and breathed life into that dust and have created us in your image. And Lord God, we praise you today. We are in awe of you today because we realise our own limitations and we realise the limitations of science that we can make so many things out of what you have already created, but we cannot take nothing and end up with something. 
that is only you. We praise you today, Lord, because you have always been here. You are here before creation and you will always be here in the future. You are here before anything was made. And therefore, Lord, we recognise today that we can trust you and we can put all our faith and hope in you because no one can shake you. No one can take you away. We thank you today, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that in every way you are with us, helping us and guiding us in our lives. We thank you for the guidance of your Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We thank you for the salvation purchased for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for your hand of creation, that as a triune God, you have created all these things for your glory. And therefore, Lord, we pray that we might bring glory to you as we live our lives and as we follow you. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. The first hymn that we're going to sing on Sunday is Jesus is Lord. Creation's voice proclaims it for by his power. Each tree and flower was planned and made. And it reminds us that Jesus Christ is part of creation. It's not just God the Father who creates, but it's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And Jesus is Lord. He creates all things. He creates us in his image. And then he humbles himself and he comes to this earth to die in pain on Calvary's tree so that we might have life and so that we might be set free. And Jesus Christ then conquers sin and is victorious over death. And therefore he sends his Holy Spirit to show us that Jesus is Lord. So what wonderful news we have today and what a wonderful saviour we can sing of. I want to turn to God's word again. And uh, continuing to read from Genesis 1. Uh, this time we're going to read verses 6 to 19. And then we'll read from verse 20 into, ver into chapter 2 uh, in a moment or two. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation. Seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. 
God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Amen. And we pray that God will bless to us this reading of his word today. Let's come to God in prayer once again and let us bring our prayers for others. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you in prayer, we want to give you thanks once again today for the offering. We thank you for all those who contribute week by week, who faithfully give to your work. And we pray, Lord, that all that is received would be used for your glory and your kingdom. Today, Lord, we pray for those who are in need. Uh, We pray for schools as they have gone back once again. We pray for the staff in schools that you would keep them safe and give them wisdom. We pray for pupils coming back after a couple of months at home, that they would know how to learn and how to act well. And Lord, we pray for your hand of protection on society that as children are mixing, that the virus would not spread as much as it has in the past. We look ahead also, Lord, to universities starting back and we pray that you would guide the staff and the students and all that is involved in getting universities back. We thank you, Lord, that some of the extracurricular activities can start again. And we think especially of Scripture Union and Christian unions and pray that as the pupils meet, that they would have this fellowship and this support and this help in all that they do. Lord, we continue to pray on a world scale for Afghanistan. And now that the troops have left, we recognise that there are many who have been left behind And there are many of our brothers and sisters in the faith who want to remain there but are in great danger. We pray for your hand of protection and we pray, Lord, that you would give great wisdom and insight into those who are seeking to find solutions. We continue to pray for Haiti and we thank you for the relief effort that is there. And yet, Lord, we know that many more need to be saved and that much more needs to be done. Today, Lord, we pray for our community, and we pray especially for those who do not know you as Lord and Saviour. We recognise that there is such a great need for people to repent and come to you and find you. And so, Lord, we bring these, our prayers, to you now. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Let's read together the rest of the account of creation as we find it in Genesis 1, reading from verse 20 down to verse 3 of the next chapter. God said, 
let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground and wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Amen. And we pray that God will bless to us this reading of his word. This is a a book that uh, one of our friends gave us a couple of Christmases ago. It's called Where's Dougal? And it follows, I suppose, the same idea as the Where's Wally books. If you've ever had children or grandchildren, you'll know what a Where's Wally book is all about. And as you open each page of this particular book, you have to try and find Dougal. For those of you who don't know, Dougal is our West Highland Terrier. So here's a typical uh, double-page spread within the book. Uh, This is a theme park. And somewhere within everything that you see here, Dougal is hiding. And you have to try and find him. So you look and there are all sorts of dogs in the picture. There are all sorts of people in the picture doing all sorts of different things. And if you want to know where Dougal is, you can pause now and have a good look. But I reckon it's going to be very difficult, so I'm about to reveal where he is. 
There he is, down in the corner on the dodgems. Now, maybe that's still not clear enough to let you see where he is. There's a close-up view. Dougal is on the dodgems. And you go through each page and you look carefully and you try to find where Dougal is. And you can see in the close-up that there are all sorts of dogs in the thing here they're they're all over the place and that confuses you whenever you go to look for Dougal but there he is on the dodgems and this is what we are going to do with the book of Genesis we're going to ask ourselves where's Jesus but we don't just want to find Jesus we want to learn something about him and we want to learn something about our relationship with Jesus on each page. <coughs> so if this were accurate, this book, Where's Dougal? We would find Dougal in the theme park and we'd say to ourselves, Oh, Dougal is on the dodgems, so therefore Dougal must like dodgems. Next time I take him out, I must take him to the dodgems because he would really enjoy that. You get the idea. So in Genesis, as we find Jesus, we're going to see the things that he does. And then we'll be able to work out what he still does today and what he does in our lives today. So it's not just the exercise of finding Jesus but it's learning about Jesus. We'll find the things that Jesus likes and we'll be able to do those things in our own lives to please him. So finding Jesus is really only the beginning of what we're going to do. And so we want to find Jesus and then we learn to follow him. So what we need to realise is that Jesus is right here in the beginning. In the beginning, in Genesis, at creation, Jesus is with his Father and with the Holy Spirit, creating all that we see around us. So Jesus doesn't just appear on the scene at the beginning of the New Testament as he is born and laid in a manger. Jesus is here right at the beginning of the Old Testament. Now, the Son is not mentioned specifically, but we're talking about a triune God here, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The word Elohim, which is translated God in the opening verses of Genesis, is plural. And yet the word created is singular. So we have this one act of creation by a triune God. God, plural, created singular. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Paul spells it out for us quite clearly whenever he's writing to the Colossians. He says the sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, 
all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. So Jesus creates. Here is Jesus. We find him right at the beginning of Genesis. And all of creation doesn't just come into being because of Jesus. It continues to hold together and function because of Jesus. So here we find Jesus. So let's look a little bit more closely at this whole area of creation and find Jesus, see what he's doing and see how that impacts our lives today. And the first act of creation that we see Jesus involved in is illuminating the darkness. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Where there had been darkness, there is now light. And this isn't the sun that has been created by God. That doesn't happen until day four. This light is fundamental to life. And Jesus makes it clear that he is this light. Remember whenever Jesus stood in the temple, in John chapter 8, he declared, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus, the living word, illuminates the darkness of the world. If you are frightened by the darkness, Jesus is able to light the way. Now, I don't like dark. It isn't a huge problem nowadays, but whenever we used to live in the country, at night it was incredibly dark. There were no streetlights. And in a situation like that where you go outside and it is pitch black, if there's no stars, no moon, even a small light makes all the difference. A tiny torch lights up the darkness. Even a small match is enough to help you see. And Jesus is not a small light. He is a huge light. He lights up all around him and the darkness flees. So, not that you're scared of the dark, but if you are frightened by the darkness of this world, by the evil and the chaos that we see around us, Jesus is the light. And as the living word, he illuminates the darkness of this world. When he shines, the darkness flees. So just as the word of God illuminates the darkness, God's word also brings order to the chaos. In the first three days of creation, we read that what had been formless was shaped into something good and beautiful. So in verses 5, 7 and 9, we see order being brought to what's formless and chaotic. 
By separating the light from the darkness, God brought order to time. By separating the waters from the expanse, God brought order to the environment. And gathering the water so that the dry land appears brings order to the earth. And Jesus continues this action of bringing order from chaos. Think about what Jesus did during his ministry. He stood on the stern of a boat that was being flung around in the storm. The waves on the Sea of Galilee were threatening to engulf the boat and toss the occupants overboard. Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down And it was completely calm. Jesus, the living word, brings order to the disorder of the world. What is chaotic in your life today? Is there anything that is out of control that you have no hope of ever getting back in shape again? Is there a relationship that has broken down and it's been so many years now that you just cannot see how to even take the first step in sorting it out? Is there a sin that you are really struggling with and it comes back day after day? Is there an illness that has knocked you completely off your feet? Jesus, the living word, brings order to the disorder of this world. He's able to bring order to the chaos that we can do nothing about. Next we see that God's word also went out to fill the emptiness. Days 1, 2 and 3 in creation bring order to the chaos. That everything is separated out and split into the categories. Days 4, 5 and 6 then fill this empty world. Look at verses 11 to 12. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees in the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Jesus filled that which was empty during his earthly ministry. Remember whenever Jesus was celebrating at the marriage of a young couple, whenever the wine ran out, Jesus called for the empty wine jars to be filled with water and he turned it into wine. Remember Jesus standing on the hillside teaching and we looked at this just a few weeks ago and using only a young boy's lunch of bread and fish he filled the stomachs of the 5,000 and more who had gathered. Jesus stood on the shore and called out to the tired fishermen, telling them to throw their nets on the other side of the boats. And their empty nets were filled with fish. Jesus told a woman at the well that he would fill her empty life with living water. 
Jesus, the living word, fills the emptiness of the world. Whatever is empty in your life today, Jesus is able to fill it. Is there a longing for something more in your heart that others seem to have, but you're lacking? Jesus can fill that emptiness. Do you seem dissatisfied with what you have in life? Jesus can fill that emptiness. Jesus, the living word, fills the emptiness of the world. Next thing that we see Jesus doing is breathing new life. On day six of creation, God creates mankind. And this is different from any other part of creation. Man is created in the image of God. And we'll explore that a little bit more on Wednesday and beside the burn. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. God breathes into the dust and he brings new life. And that is what Jesus continues to do today. Breathing into a dead, dusty life and bringing life in all its abundance. Remember whenever Jesus sat down with Nicodemus in the middle of the night and Jesus told him, you should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Just as God breathed life into a human formed out of the dust at creation, Jesus breathes new life by his Spirit into men and women who are made of dust, making us into new creations. Do you feel as if you need a new start? Things have been going on this way for far too long. Well, Jesus can breathe new life into us. We can be born again in him. He can take a life that's dead in sin and breathe new life and transform it into something new and glorious. Jesus breathes new life by his spirit into men and women made of dust, making us into new creations. Then we also find that Jesus has a ministry of inviting us to rest. God creates everything, not for us. All of this hasn't been created for us. We're not the point of creation. God creates everything for his own glory. And he shows this by resting whenever everything is complete and then calling us to do the same, to glorify him as the creator. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. 
So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And Jesus, you see, continues to call us to rest in him. Speaking to a crowd who were weighed down by trying to work their way into being accepted by God. Speaking to them as the crowd that was struggling to try and please God. Jesus offered them an invitation. He said, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Just as God invited Adam and Eve to rest with him on the seventh day, so Jesus, the living word, invites us all to rest in him for all eternity. Are you trying to please God with your actions? Are you always looking over your shoulder wondering if you're good enough? Wondering whether you have done enough? Questioning, have you slipped up in some way? That's an exhausting way to live life. But Jesus, the living word, invites us all to rest in him. So as we find Jesus, we see that as he walked on this earth, he did the same things as he did at creation. Forming, illuminating, revealing, breathing new life, offering rest. But let's realise today that he has done even more than that. Jesus did something that he had decided to do before creation began. Jesus, the agent of creation, became the author of salvation. This time it was not an act of creative power, but he offers himself in weakness to be crushed. The light of the world entered not only into a world of darkness, but he entered into the very pit of darkness so that you and I can live in the light. The Prince of Peace entered not only into this corrupt world, but also into the wasteland of death so that you and I can know peace ourselves. The treasure of heaven emptied himself of the privileges of being God so that he could fill our lives with all the privileges of being God's children. The Holy One of God took on the likeness of sinful flesh. The one who made us in God's image became marred by our sin so that we can be transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. On the cross, Jesus experienced the infinite restlessness that you and I deserve because of our sin so that we can enjoy his rest both now and for all eternity. Today we have searched and we have found Jesus in the story of creation but now you need to do a little more searching. 
and find Jesus in your own heart. If he is not there, invite him in today. And if he is there, rejoice in the one who is your redeemer and who is your saviour. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the one who has created all things. But much more than that, we thank you that you are the Redeemer, that you are the Saviour, that you are the King of Kings. And so today we trust in you. Now we pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you so much for joining in this uh, pre-recorded service. I do pray that God will bless you and that you will know his presence in the week ahead. Amen.